How do we make learning new skills fast and fun? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make it the show? Start the clock. And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Are you frustrated with how long it takes to learn a new skill? Uh, my guest today may, may be able to help you with that. Uh, he's developed a uh, platform, a technology platform, uh, that um, decreases the time it takes to either learn or to teach a new skill. So it should be an interesting topic today. This is my third show of the day, so if it sounds like I'm a little... Uh, blah, 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 not, not very uh, fluent with the words. It's probably true. Uh, I've been talking a lot. Uh, so third show of the day. Still have two more to go. Uh, uh, unusual uh, schedule for us, but we had to make some accommodations for people who uh, were overseas this morning. So uh, I look forward to a more productive day moving on. Um Got to do the product demo. You know what's coming. If you follow the show, uh, you're probably as tired of, do- of me doing this on the air as I am. Uh, but the good news is tomorrow's the last day. One more day after all this time. Uh, quick story uh, that, you know, what you can go, if you've heard it a thousand times already, you can go get a cup of coffee and come back, and uh, we should be ready to carry on with the show by the time you get back. Um, basically, the story goes like this. Chris Burris from SES Research was with me, oh, a hundred years ago now. We'll just say a hundred years to be safe. Uh, and he was uh, promoting this product. It's called My Vital C. And it makes some extraordinary claims uh, about how it can improve your health uh, give you more energy, uh, give you better clarity of thought, help you sleep better, and more, most significantly, uh, that it can prolong your life by as much as 90% or even more, basically doubling your life. And, of course, there are no 140, 150-year-old people walking around the planet, so it's really an extraordinary claim, uh, and we won't know the results of that for another Oh, 70 or so years for, <laughs> with some of the tests that have been going on. So uh, I told Jeff at the time I was very skeptical about the claims. He said, how about this? I'll send you a bunch of the product. You try it out for six to eight weeks. You have me back and we'll review your results. So he'll be back Thursday, which is tomorrow. Uh, um, and we'll be reviewing his results. He'll be with me at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so um, this is it, folks. Uh, I'm taking it on air for two reasons, uh, and one of them is to hold myself accountable, and so I remember it because if I don't remember it, the whole experiment will have been for naught, although at this point it really doesn't matter. We've kind of run the course, and the second part is to have some video evidence of it that I actually have done it as prescribed. Now, as you know, if you've been watching it, I have to take it with a chaser because it tastes terrible. Here goes. And that's it. Excuse me while I tidy up just a bit here. Uh, taken with a little bit of orange juice chaser. Considering it's a a, uh, <laughs> a carbon compound, some vitamin C doesn't actually hurt to, to boost it. But as I mentioned, it does taste really, really bad. So the first thing I'm going to talk to him about is uh, got to do something about that flavor. Uh, on to my sponsors for today. Fundwise Capital, a uh, lender matching platform that gets you the best lines of credit guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less, and there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. Use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. That's right. I said start or grow your business. Uh, get the best funding you can qualify for. The strategic a lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding or bridge loans, and they work with real estate, startups, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really simple. You just go to apply.fundwise.com com slash mind dog apply.fundwise.com slash mind dog i do appreciate you patronizing our sponsors as i mentioned this program is about scalability of learning and and uh improving the time or decreasing the time 
uh, is the way you want to look at it. It takes to, to learn a new skill. My guest is uh, Jeff Zygmunt. Jeff Zygmunt has been a uh, tech entrepreneur for about nine years, working professionally as a business analyst and a software engineer, uh, designing software, leading and directing teams, and taking more than 25 software products from the idea phase to the market. Uh, often either in the role of chief technology officer or director of software uh, development. As I mentioned, he's developed a new platform now, and he's uh, the entrepreneur uh, behind this platform. It's called uh, Skill uh, Academy, which is kind of a dom- domain I hadn't even heard of before. It's new to me, but uh, we're going to learn about it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, please open up your ears, open up your minds, and help me welcome in Jeff Zygmunt to the uh, Mind Dog TV podcast. Jeff, welcome. Thanks, Matt. How are you? I'm well. Uh, uh, so tell me, uh, <laughs> what what made you uh, want to build this? First of all, before we even get into that, Dot Academy, I'd never heard of that. Is that something new? So I was actually looking for uh, .com. Um, it was taken, and I came across Dot Academy, and it seemed to work pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I, with the name. I think you're you're the only one I've heard of it on so far. So it's it's it, <laughs> I I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, it it was just surprising to me to see a new one. So so uh, what what gave you the uh, inspiration, I guess, to start uh, this company about? And it's all about, if I have it correctly, and if I don't, please correct me, that it's all about uh, decreasing the time it takes to learn a new skill. Yeah, so that's, uh, so. usually whenever people are trying to learn any kind of new skill, it can take a long time. It could take months. It could take years, depending what it is. And a lot of the problem with that is that we we typically get really good at making the mistakes along the way. And a lot of that's because it, it's very hard to learn all the ins and outs of how to do something properly. And it's usually like once you've gone through all the mistakes and you've perfected it over time, that's when you really know it inside and out. And if you learn it right the first time and you learn how to avoid all the mistakes that people commonly make, then something that would normally take you months or years to learn, you could actually learn in an hour or two. And that's kind of the idea. Uh, and so what kind of company, what kind of people are, first of all, uh, um, before I even go there, you have a, it's, it's for both learners and people who want to teach, right? So you have it split into kind of, uh, two different groups. You have, uh, for learners and for, I, I, um, for lack of a better word, teachers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's basically a marketplace type of, platform. So any marketplace has people providing a service who in this case are the experts, the teachers, if you will, and the people, the learners who are people who want to pick up the skills essentially. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, So what kind of uh, skills do we have on there right now? Give me an idea of of the type of uh, teachers and, and the skills that they're, they're offering. Yeah, so so for, first of all, I started uh, designing and building it about four months ago. So I got a first live version in about about a week and a half to two weeks after that, and then a next live a next version about a week after that. So it's not the kind of thing where I've been around for years, but I have actually quite a few uh, experts and content creators who who I'm working with now. Actually, I've spoken to more than a hundred by now. Uh, so I have a guy who's an expert in racing, racing sponsorships, a market expert in that domain. His name's Alex Stryler. Uh, so he actually just went live. He has tons of connections in that uh, department. I have another guy who I'm working with who is, he's helped more than 10,000 um, uh, veteran, U.S. Army veterans to fix up their LinkedIn profiles so that they can actually transition to civilian life more effectively. And so I'm working with him as well. Um, there's a there's a bunch of other really interesting uh, topics of uh, in a whole different array of um, expertise in different markets that I'm working with. Very very interesting. Now, uh, what ma- what is it that makes your platform? Uh, more efficient at teaching so that uh, that these because there are lots of places for online courses right mm-hmm. now uh, what makes yours more efficient what what is the what is the key uh, and without giving away your I guess your trade secrets what it what makes it what what makes it work <laughs> okay so they, it's it's not a the the answer is kind of simple but it's not a simple answer so 
it's kind of simple, but sort of not. So, <laughs> so most of uh, most of how we associate online learning today is done through long video uh, thing courses, right? And the, the problem with that is the, one of the problems with that is uh, people tend to tune out about a minute or two into a lot of learning. So they'll be staring at their phone; they won't be paying attention, and let for let alone not just fifteen or thirty minutes. But if you're if you have an hour course, there's almost no way people are getting through it. And even if they do get through it, through it, there's a very low level of retention of the information, and it's a very, very small percent chance that they're going to be able to actually take that and turn it into executable steps to do right after, right? So they're going to have maybe some sort of an idea of what was covered, hopefully, um, and even then, which they're not going to retain that, all, all that information, but even if they retain a good chunk of it, Converting that into steps to actually take to do it properly uh, is nearly impossible to do, right? Um, so mine approaches it. There's a, in a few different, in a few ways that are different. So one is by giving small bits of information at a time instead of large chunks at a time, so you can absorb it piece by piece by piece. And I, when you're learning something new, it's just as important to learn what not to do as it is to learn what to do. So my, so I actually combined three really important parts of the learning process, which is uh, the expertise of people who who have learned how to do it right and how to do it and what to avoid, and uh, proper teaching methodology, which I've learned over many years of teaching. I've been doing martial arts a long time, teaching it for about twelve years. Uh, so I've learned a lot about how people learn more effectively and quickly. And then uh, I needed a medium through which to kind of pull the person through this learning process uh, in a way that will have them not tune out, absorb it quickly, have interaction, and it ends up being kind of like a, a story-like experience. Like it's pulling them through a story of learning how to do it right and how to kind of not do it wrong along the way. Very interesting. Uh, I, I've been telling on a mantra actually for over a year now that this show is, uh, whether you believe in coincidence or not, something really funny goes on here when uh, we get on a thread and I start hearing something from uh, one guest. It uh, ripples through every single show for several weeks at a time. And so we've been on this uh, idea of storytelling as the, the mm prime idea behind uh, human communication and uh, so many things for the last week or so. So it's just uh, interesting to hear that come up again now. Now, before we go too far down the rabbit hole here, you say you teach martial arts. Can I, what do you teach? Um, so the best way of picturing it is, you know, you know what MMA is? Oh, yeah. Yes, so yes, sure. You can think of it kind of like because uh, the only the, my school there's only one of one like my school specifically. So best way of thinking about it is like MMA, but with like a more of a street like mentality instead of sportive, and in more of a like a traditional setting as opposed to like a gym kind of feel. That, that would be the best way of describing. It. Right. So there's no like particular art form like uh, Brazilian jiu jitsu, taekwondo, well, or. Yeah, so combined striking, grappling, throwing, ground fighting, defense against uh, weapons and other things like oh, that. Yeah. Okay, now the, the question I have is can something like that be efficiently learned online? So, so it's a good question. <laughs> so, so it's a good question, and I've actually spoken to quite a number of people. Um, oh, I shouldn't say quite a number. Maybe, maybe about three to five people who are, who de who, whose expertise are physical skill-related things. And... The the what a potential limitation there is that I know for a fact that when you're trying to do a physical skill, it requires not just the mind to learn how to do it properly, but also the body to learn to feel to do it properly. So I don't know, if you've done any martial arts, like if you're trying to punch, for example, and your elbow or shoulder or any part of your body is in the wrong position, it it's very hard to self-correct those things. Right. And so you to have, I, I don't yet know how effective it will be with that. I'm not really focusing on that uh, because I want to focus on things where I know that it can be very effective in terms of people learning proper methodology of how to do a skill properly. I get it. Believe me, I get it. I worked for several years in uh, 
<laughs> and are putting together an online uh, learning academy for hairdressers. Now, hairdressing, whether whether people believe it or not, <laughs> is a physical skill as much as a mental yep. skill and an artistic sure. skill. And part of that is that people would learn lessons and and again, you know, to your point, they'd be holding the scissors in the wrong way or holding a comb in the wrong way exactly. or, or blow dry. And so what uh, the person who's now, you know, the person I was working with and she's still doing it, teaching this stuff, what she's doing now is one-on-one -on -one lessons with somebody like this so she can actually say, no, you're holding it the wrong mm -hmm. way. It? But yeah, I think uh, for most physical skills, I think you're right. It does require somebody in the coach position. I would call it coaching position, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to actually. I'm trying to not not get rid of the coaching side of things. Although I am working with a lot of people who are coaches, I'm actually trying to get them to adopt kind of a different mindset, which is around scalable teaching instead of. So, like, if you're a coach, you're you're spending you're you're spending a lot of one on one time with people, um, and a lot of people actually use online courses to try to book people into the coaching side uh, because that's where they'll make more money right but if you're thinking of it from like a business opportunity standpoint it's actually not the most efficient way of doing it right because you're still trading your time for money but if you have like some something that can teach at scale where it doesn't where it can teach people without you having to do a follow-up then it becomes possible to teach like imagine if it takes zero minutes of your time to teach something to somebody, right? Then suddenly it becomes as easy to teach 10 million people as it is to 10 because you don't have any, there's no follow-ups needed because they can just learn it on their own. Right. That's kind of the where I'm trying to go with that. Interesting how this discussion has gone so far now. Uh, bear with me one second. Mm -hmm. Had something going on in the back. Now, uh, we, we've had a lot of talk because of what I do now, because I'm bringing this back to where what you were talking about uh, mm -hmm. earlier about uh, short attention spans and, and things mm -hmm. like that. And about what I do is our long form conversation. And I've had a lot of uh, talks with podcasters to say no if you if you go too long you're going to lose people there's no way that you're going to people are going to um stay with you for an hour an hour and a half two hours sometimes uh and <clears throat> my research and and analytics show that not to be true and there will be people that that dump out at two minute mark but the audience that stays with me for the hour or an hour and a half sometimes uh are the kind of people who will come back and continue and become addictive to it and uh, the kind of audience that i want so my main main core of my audience that wanted long form content and then there are the people who who want who looking for the short little bites of, of of information uh that are not my audience so that's something that we've wrestled with a lot here is like should we keep it shorter or keep it longer so um it's just an interesting conversation but this is not necessarily about teaching a skill it's well yeah so that's where i would actually differentiate so we, so there when you're when you're discussing a given topic you could be discussing something very interesting especially for podcast and you can have people engaged and and enjoying listening to it and so on but it, that yeah it, that that's not the person learning how to do a skill that they can take into their life or their professional career and immediately start executing on and making it happen and use leveraging it effectively that's they like it, they're fun, it's interesting, it's engaging, they enjoy it, they can listen to it on a bus ride or whatever, but that's very different from them having to build a skill and be able to use it practically afterwards. Right. So what do you mean by the word scalable? Because it, the word, word gets uh, used in a lot of different yeah. contexts. What, what is your meaning of it? Yeah, so uh, I'll give you an example. So let's say that you had a video course that uh, was like 60 minutes, and let's say you sold it to 1,000 people. 1,000 people bought it, okay? And let's say that they're all purchasing it at, I don't know, $99, okay? And if they have follow-up questions, then those 1,000 people would then need to book you for, let's say, a one-to-one, one-on-one session afterwards. So those 1,000 purchases then require about 1,000 follow-up hours in order for you to actually teach it effectively to them such that they can learn it and catch on to it. But if you're, if you're training here, like on Skill Builder, can teach it so that they actually can learn it properly 
where it doesn't require a follow-up with you, then there's no follow-up needed, which means they don't need to book that time with you afterwards. And it also means that it, like, it becomes more like a software product because um, if you're trying to scale up a software product from a thousand users to a million users, well, you're just upgrading the server, right? You're not, you don't have to spend, you don't need a thousand times the manpower in order right. to do that. Right. So here, you don't need a thousand times you in order to go from a thousand to a million. You just, it, it does the job on its own and just more people can buy it. And each time a person buys it, they can learn how to do that on their own. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's basically the uh, context in which I use it most of the time. I'm t I usually talk to people who are bu building uh, or not building, teaching a course uh, personally, and I always ask, "Is it scalable? Are you?" Because uh, in order to make it scalable on the human level, the only way to do it is to teach it, to, uh, teach it somebody else to teach more people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, exactly. Which right. is not—it's not scalable. That—that's—that's build—that's building a business. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. It's just that—that's. That's not how I would define the the term scalable. Right. Uh, so, um, what kind of? Uh, well, first of all, do you have uh, with with your platform? Is there like um, uh, how do I want to say this? Applications or um, examples or tests or any kind of fundamental fundamental exercises that go along with the video. So in other words, I uh, at one time had a, in the early 2000s, I guess, was working for a medical university using a platform called Moodle. And basically mm -hmm. they would watch the video and then have to, you know, do a couple of quizzes or fundamental exercises to, to uh, show that they really adapted or uh, the information. Do you, incorporate any of that into your stuff yeah so cur currently i have several different phases of the learning process actually well the, the first step is kind of just to is to kind of teach them and help them understand the content the the right the right way of doing the skill and the wrong ways what to avoid and then after that i incorporate also some gamification to kind of put it into a game to help them kind of remember it and then i also have another part that's a little bit harder which is used to kind of get them to drill it and repeat it and kind of reproduce it on their own so that it really drills it in. So uh, obviously that the principles there come from the martial arts of repeat repetition, repetition, and trying to right. really drill it in. So the people who really want to, who, who really want to absorb it can go through all three of them. Some people might only go through the, the kind of the review, which shows them the right way. So I think a lot of people will do the, the game because it's kind of fun to do it. But yeah, there's different phases. What about? Uh, I know you're you're still in your infancy with the company, but what about certification? Because uh, um, if you look, talking about skills, a lot of people want to do it to increase their employ, uh, you know, employability. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a difficult word, employability. So for employers are, are more concerned with you know seeing some certification, some proof that you've actually uh, got this skill rather than just hearing that you, you know, taking your word for it that you know the skill. Are you considering uh, adding any kind of certification to uh, the platform? So I actually is a few, so I'm, I'm open to any, any, any good, op any good things that fit that work. And I, there's so much opportunity for it. So, um, on, from the perspective of certification, I've, I've spoken to a few people, one in auto inspections who does certifications like that, where uh, we were discussing the potential to where he can have his you can have it train people and maybe get the certification from when they complete it. And my site tracks what they got through and how far along away. So you can see which part, which of those phases they were able to get through. Um, I have another, uh, another person I'm working with who uh, deals with a very large company with like 1800 sales reps and we're working on or, or potentially uh, that, that one's sort of in the making, so I'll find out probably in the next week to create a training that can, at scale, teach 1,800 salespeople to do this thing properly. So picture it, like, you know, how long would it normally take to effectively train 1,800 salespeople in a company? A long time, right? It depends. Yeah, it depends on, yeah, certainly a long time, uh, depending on how it's done. You know, if you could hold, a, like, a conference, you might be able to get 
done in one day, but effectively, I don't know effectively, but generally sales training happens on a one-to-one basis. Uh, and so if you were talking one-to-one on 1800 people, it could take 1800 days. Right? <laughs> so he's, he's actually, so he, he's, he's been trying to train them because they had, there's like a, apparently like a bunch of open uh, deals on the, on the table, but they're not closing it. And uh, in my experience, the, what usually prevents people from executing on something like making something happen is they don't know exactly what to do they could have some sort of an idea what the next step is but if they don't know exactly specifically like what do i need to do now what do i need to write now what's the thing i need to say now immediately is the next step if they don't know exactly what to do with it or it's a little ambiguous then that alone can prevent them from taking that next step and then they're just kind of stuck there feeling like they can't move forward. And if you can kind of, if you can close those gaps, then you can bring them from step to step to step, and then they can get through the process. And most of this stuff is um, a matter of technique, right? And knowing the technique. And the great thing about technique is anyone can learn technique. There, like anything you learn, there's like natural skill, which some people are better than others, just that's everyone's different, but a technique, and anyone can learn a technique if you have a clearly defined set right. of what to do. Right. It's like anybody can bake a cake as long as you follow the recipe. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so what, what occurs to me is like, and from my experience, I know this to be true. A lot of people become experts at what they do. But they're not necessarily good teachers. So uh, w- when they come to your platform, are they putting these courses together? Uh, and I'm using the word courses because they don't. Uh, not sure if there's a better term that you want to use. But if, are they putting these courses together themselves, or do you have something that guides them through how to best segment their courses into scalable chunks, like like you're saying? Because a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who become experts in a field. They just think they know it all, and so I know how to teach this. I've been doing. I've been doing it for forty years. Doesn't mean you're in. A, uh, you've been teaching it effectively for forty years. There's a difference between that. So yeah. the question is: Do you? Does your platform kind of hold their hand a little bit and say, "No, you, this is how you teach this"? So, so that's actually the the primary concern that a lot of people that I'm working with uh, that they're building out a story. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure story, what they're doing with different paths and all that stuff. And that's the part that um, most of the people I'm speaking with are concerned about. It's about having to get it into that format. But so luckily I've also been, uh, you know what a business analyst is? Yes. Okay. So I've been a business analyst professionally in software for nine years with all those software projects, 25 plus software projects. So um, I've gotten, pretty comfortable with taking a whole bunch of information and turning it into a uh, clearly defined path forward. The engineering degree also kind of helps to systematize things in a methodical way. So I actually take them through working with them on that that process to take their knowledge base, their expertise, and turn it into this kind of format. So, So we work together on that, and it's not kind of it's it's not on their plate alone to figure it out. Uh, I I've, I actually tried that at the beginning with a little guide, and I found that um, zero out of whatever number of people were able to to effectively go on that path. So, but when I put them on the right path at the beginning, and they see the idea, then I'm able to get it pretty consistently. People. Uh, following it right so so are you scalable so so if you get like a, a thousand new clients tomorrow uh would you be able to handle that <laughs> so so it's an it's, that's an interesting question uh r- right now i don't think i'm i don't think i'm gonna get a thousand perfectly fitting right. clients uh, uh tomorrow um it doesn't take a massive amount of my time to work on, with a, a given person it takes uh, a decent it takes for a first session, for example, could be 30 minutes, getting them on the right track. Um, ironically, even though the, the stuff I'm helping them produce is scalable, my thing is not currently scalable. But I think over time, if I found that I was getting so many people coming to it and wanting to create, uh, and I only want to create quality things. I don't want to just, ha- I, don't, I don't want it to be like, there are sites like, uh, I want it to be more, call it. You don't want it like to be Linda. <laughs> I want it to be that each, each skill, there's only one training of each skill on the site, and each one is exceptionally strong quality. Where I, I don't want it to get uh, saturated by a whole bunch of things that that 
um, don't do the job well. So I don't think that'll be a problem, but if it does become a problem, then I'm going to figure out how to um, implement the, that sort of scalability and that, that pulling them through the process as part of the platform itself as best as I can. Interesting what you just said, You uh, where you just want one kind of each skill. Because when I go to like sites like Udemy, they will have like uh, 100 options to uh, learn the same skill from different teachers. Now that comes back, that. right? And that comes back to certification and that kind of stuff. Like who, who's the best teacher? And now I'm too confused. And I think if you give people too many choices like that, they'll run away. It, it confuses yeah. the, the user and says, you know what? The consumer, uh, I don't want that many flavors to choose from. Just give me chocolate or vanilla. Um, I was going to plant the seed with you, but then when you said that, I'm not sure if it's valid, but uh, here, here's the thing. Hear me out here. Uh, when I worked for a university, a medical school, biggest part of the challenge was to get students to come to class. They weren't coming to class. They would get the lecture notes from 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 off the, off the web, and basically they would come on lab days when you had to learn a physical skill. Mm -hmm. uh, but a big part of it was uh, so we wanted to make it more entertaining for them and basically had to make it a game for them to come to class. Mm -hmm. But it would seem to me there's a huge opportunity on the university level for the kind of platform that you're offering, uh, whether it's medical school or, or anything. Uh, have, have you looked into that as potential client base? Because they are not only looking more for virtual, but they are looking for ways to keep higher engagement because as you've mentioned on the virtual stuff when you're learning stuff it, it, it's not always being learned as well and they're finding that out now with COVID-19 pretty quickly that homeschooling sounds like a good idea on virtual te teaching until you find out that the way you're doing it doesn't work so uh, have you considered that at, at all? Yeah so I, I think that there's a really big opportunity uh, there the the there, I, I'm, I haven't yet focused too much on it because there's a, call it a, a sales process involved in that with like, yeah, how many people would I have to convince and pitch it to to get things going on that front? Um, I think there's a huge opportunity, especially with COVID, like so much stuff is going to start going towards online education. Uh, it's just, um, I think I'm going to take, like, if I find that a bunch of professors or whoever come to me and say, we'd like to try this out and experiment. And uh, yeah, I'd be definitely happy to explore that. It's just uh, my, my time is limited and, uh, and I, I need to pursue the, the routes that are likely to lead to the biggest opportunity with the least amount of time. Right, gotcha. Yeah, I know a lot of red tape uh, gets in the way, whether when you're dealing with yeah. bigger organizations. So your primary focus is smaller businesses or uh, what, who, you know? Who? Uh, my primary focus is uh, individuals who have existing, who are, who are known experts in the domain of their expertise, who can themselves say, yes, I'm in, I love it, who already have followings of people who know that they have that expertise and who would love to learn that thing from them and who would like to create something that can scale like that. Gotcha. Uh, so um, how is it being marketed? Is, is it being marketed more to, for the end users? And basic, because uh, it, it can be a little uh, too generic. And for for me, you know, if it, it, also, are you doing the marketing for the platform? Is what I'm getting at, or is or, or are the teachers actually uh, marketing their own courses and getting students to come? So, <laughs> no, so that, that's actually a good question. That's an area I had uh, a, a bit of trouble in in a certain way. So, I'm I'm getting the people who are experts who who already have a network of people who who uh, they've already taught. Some of them have hundreds or some in certain cases thousands and the biggest roadblock i was actually having there uh, was that i'm actually having them um, gauge the market need before we create the content so they, they i'm trying to get them to line up like 50 to 100 uh people who would be interested in learning a particular topic from them and i found that that was taking time so what i actually did was i created a online training workshop on skill builder for how to do LinkedIn automation outreach more effectively. So you can open up thousands of new connections per month and actually and doesn't have to take you more than about 20 minutes a month. So I just tested that out 
So that's I created one on my own site to test that out to have people go through it, and I've already gotten a couple of people up and running like that. So well, uh, that's something I'm interested in. Talk to me a little bit about that. That this is like a sidetrack for just for your particular question. It's sure. a it's a LinkedIn thing that uh, makes new connections for you. Yeah. Yeah. So so. Uh, there's so much opportunity on LinkedIn, and it, it took me I when I got back onto LinkedIn a little over like a year and a year a year and a half ago. It was hard for me. I had a lot of trouble figuring out how to leverage LinkedIn effectively because you know you have to some you have you could produce content and hopefully get engagement, or you can create connections with people. And I came across people out there who were doing LinkedIn automation, which is basically using uh, LinkedIn tools to um, to automate outreach, to do new connections, to personalize new connections and to new people. I, I originally, I know people paying $1,500 a month for that now. Uh, I originally paid somebody $750 and got a, re a refund because they didn't do, they didn't achieve any results. Then I paid someone else, another company, three seventy-five, and again no results. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try doing this myself. Uh, it took a it took a few months of experimentation, and but I kind of nailed it down to a science. And then I started getting really, really, really good results. And uh, then I then I have so I have all my content creators who need to get started. So I was thinking maybe I should maybe I could do the LinkedIn automation for them to get going, but then I have to take away from my own campaign, LinkedIn campaigns that I'm doing to do that. So I figured <laughs> maybe if I just create uh, online training on Skill Builder, I can help, it'll cost them less money, it'll be better for me, and I can make them self-sufficient where they'll know how to do it themselves and they don't have to hire anyone. So right. I created that, and uh, so very, far I've touched it on a few people. Very interesting. Uh, I, I I know a lot of because you're right. I think a lot of people struggle. Uh, LinkedIn is a very powerful has the potential to be very powerful, but a lot of people struggle with figuring out how to make it work and uh, and that stuff. So uh, what about investment now? How how much does it cost for? Or, or does it depend on what the skill is? Oh, for that you investment, you mean to for. Uh, for for skill builder, how much is it for your site? If I wanted to sign up as a learner, uh, am I paying per course? Per course, yeah, yeah it's per course. And, and does the price change per course? Like depending on who the expert is in teaching it, and they set their own prices. Uh, yeah, ex exactly. It really, it's completely dependent on the market. It's uh, the 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 pricing is uh, here is intended to be um, it. it it's high, higher cost, higher value kind of thing. So it's not the kind of thing where trying to get people to put the lowest cost to get the largest number of people. The people who are learning from here are going to get a really, really, really strong learning experience condensed into a very short period of time where they're actually going to learn something. And it, like, imagine you're paying. Imagine somebody would be charging five hundred dollars to to teach you one on one how to do something, and you get like three hours of their time. So if you're if you're gonna pay one ninety nine or two ninety nine and you get to learn the same information within one hour as if you had three hours of their time, that that's kind of the idea here, as opposed to charging like nineteen dollars or thirty dollars gotcha. or whatever. Is it all um, business oriented skills? Um, no, can can you can you clarify what you? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be like music lessons, guitar lessons, and stuff like that. Um. I, so if it was good, I think guitar lessons would be is one of those physical things that would be a lot harder to 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 do it on. Uh, but if I would if it was to be guitar, I, like I would want to have like a world leading guitar, someone who is a real known expert in guitar. So. Right. So that everybody wants to learn from that person, right? Yeah, but the, just a general question. I mean, it doesn't have to be guitar. I mean, but things that are not related to business skills. Oh yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Any anything that there's uh, that there's a call it a, a business need where there's a, there would be a lot of people out there who who would want to pay to learn how to do that thing quickly. Right. What are the what are the biggest challenges you're facing? Um. <clears throat> The biggest one I was facing was getting the content was getting the content creators rolling because they had to gauge reach out to their network to gauge need. But I think with the the LinkedIn automation thing that I just did, um, I I think I can now overcome that by 
like within a day, they'll be able to learn that we can get going and start pushing forward. So um, I'll, I'll be able to tell you better in about a week or two once I get, I've already gotten a few people go through it and they're already up and running and it's uh, starting to fly a little bit with them, which is good. So, yeah. Well, um, a lot of people make claims and I'm not, uh, I'm not, trying to be uh adversarial with you here at all but you know like with this product here that that tell, says that you could live to uh 90 percent yeah. so you, people are skeptical when we hear i mean learning a, a new skill in a day sounds too good to be true do you, do you agree i i so i think it sounds too too good to be true because people are used to exactly um, yeah. I, I think i think that anyone who has uh has done uh, martial arts, for example, and they've drilled techniques. They, you, you'll, it, it should be pretty clear that if when you do that, you by the with even five minutes doing it, you'll you'll have remembered a lot of what you just did, and uh, a lot of that's. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying that you'll be able to do brain surgery in, in a day. I'm saying <laughs> that there, there are certain things that take a lot of experience as well to do it properly, but there's um like you if you go like going through the one that i created for linkedin automation it takes you through step by step by step by step showing explaining showing you what to do what not to do what to stay away from and all that stuff and i've already had people go through it now it took them an hour and a half and they were up and running with campaigns uh, after wow. that wow wow so, very cool yeah. So that's a marketing um, type of skill, I guess, um, basically, uh, right? Kind uh, of. Uh, in, yes. in that case, it's kind of sales. I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm an engineer. I'm not a salesperson. I, I, I hate reaching out to people. Like the idea of, re of trying to cold call people and uh, get, get 90 no's or 95 no's and maybe a few yeses is a very demotivating thing for me. I'm not a salesperson, but this, this is a way of, doing that you see what people are interested in and i, I think that's the biggest challenge for everybody starting a new business is nobody yeah. wa nobody wants to be that uh and uh, you know we've had a lot of sales consultants on here to say it doesn't have to be hard and everybody can enjoy sales and make it fun uh I, it takes a certain kind of mindset to, to really enjoy sales yeah. and, <laughs> that's, and, and it's not it's not for me but uh yeah this provided uh a way to circumvent that so that i can focus more uh, i don't have to focus on opening up the doors but i can fo fo i can focus on the relationships and just trying to um um work out like something that's good for me and good for the other person and see if there's a fit without having to try it's basically opening the doors that's essentially what it is that's, right. that's how it helps so so uh how far do you do you see this going i mean um because it, it does seem like um yeah, with with what's going on in the world today, things are going to be a lot more virtual. Uh, and do do you see do you have have a futurist kind of mindset towards this thing where you're seeing uh, different how this might evolve into something bigger and and beyond what we're just talking about today? Well, well, yeah, it could be applicable to pretty learning pretty much anything. I've been uh, in the entrepreneurial tech startup domain for a while, and I've been doing that because I'm looking for that, call it the $100 million exit or, or business kind of scenario. I, like, if I'm going to put my time into something, uh, I, I want it to be as efficient as possible for the best possible uh, gain. So, um, and I think it's huge here because the, the, the really interesting thing about this is I get to the content creators, we're producing something that each thing in and of itself, each course, each training is almost like its own software product. So it's like I'm able to start a new software bit product business with each person and the scalability factor is kind of pretty huge there. Um, so yeah, I think it can get, I think it has the potential to be uh, very big because of the scalability factor there. So how can we help? I mean, uh, when if, if there are business people out there who are looking because I, they get pitched by you know every day if i'm on on social media mm -hmm. i'm gonna get pitched by uh probably at 10 different places that say build your course build your course we can help you get started it's it's all over the place now i guess mm -hmm. because I, because i've done it before so the algorithm kind of identifies me as a prime target for that kind of thing so but uh how do we help you get 
stand out in a crowd of bats because there is so much of it right now. Yeah, so I, uh, so my site is not for everyone. I've, I've spoken to a number of people who uh, asked me how I'm going to advertise for them and get in front of more people. And I tell them, if your concern is that you want me to just get in front of more people, then it's not a good fit. Uh, and that the people I want to partner with are the ones who are excited by the, uh, the teaching mechanism that can teach more effectively and quickly and, and the value that that brings. And because I, I think that once you create something of really high value that does what it's, that you can validate that it actually does what it's intended to do. And if it's scalable like that, then it opens up the opportunity, right? Uh, meaning to, to grow it. So um, I guess if there are people who have different expertise where, they're, where they would be excited by the, the training mechanism that can teach that quickly, uh, be happy to connect with them and see if they're a possible fit for it. Um, and part of it is because like I do have a rev share model. It's not like you're paying a hundred dollars, uh, uh, per month. Like my, my site takes a percentage and I work with the person. So it's in my best interest to make that person as successful as possible because that makes me as successful as possible at the same time. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, dude, are the uh, the t- experts? I'm going to call them because that's the word you use. Experts are they? Uh, they already have a following to an extent, but they they want to keep building that that audience, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they offering like uh, samplings or, or a free demonstration of? Because I would think. You know, again, extraordinary claims. You tell me uh, I can learn a new skill in a day. Uh, that's an extraordinary claim. And I, mm-hmm. as a as a buyer, whether I'm a follower of that expert or not, I'd love to see that it, how you know exactly or get a clearer picture of not necessarily ha- get a free course, but understand wh- how it works. Is there any kind of demonstration around that uh, user new perspective new users can see? Yeah. Um, are you asking from the perspective of a, a prospective content creator expert who wants to see it or from the perspective of the learner who wants to see it? The, the, lear- the learner who wants to, to... Yeah. So one feature I implemented is that um, the, you can, there's a, I added a try it for free uh, option for each one of them where it will actually take the learner through the first steps of that training so that they can actually see what the process looks like and then they can decide if it's the kind of thing that they are interested in purchasing. Excellent. Excellent stuff. I'm, I'm going to check it out and I, I, I urge my uh, listeners to, um, uh, you know, there's probably not a, too much up there right now that that's going to appeal to everyone, but there might be something that we could put to use and, and, and help uh, learn a new skill. Cause I'm always about learning new stuff. I mean, life is about never ending learning. You got to keep, keep learning new stuff or when you, the minute you stop learning, you start dying. Right? <laughs> yeah. hundred uh, percent. One thing I should note though, uh, right now I haven't opened up the marketplace, meaning the searchability for them. Cause I I'm still building up content creators and getting them going. So uh, from the perspective of the learner, they, they wouldn't, if they go, they won't see too much useful for them just yet, maybe in about a month or so. Uh, But for content creators, I could definitely, uh, I would have to uh, engage with them and uh, sort of, my, the first step I do is I actually have them go through one of the trainings so that they can actually see the full learning process for them and feel it for themselves, which I can send, I can send it to you after so you can actually go through it. And you'll tell me what you think in terms of, does it uh, effectively teach and train uh, so that you, you get a solid understanding of what to do within an hour and you'll sure, yourself. I would love to, to follow up in that way. So if you, if you want to, especially, you know, as time goes by and the thing starts getting bigger and you, you need some help marketing or getting the word out there, uh, please come back and we'll, 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 we'll work on that. And if you, if, you know, if you want to kind of follow up in with me and use me as a test, uh, <laughs> on yeah, any, but, on any of those skills, I, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, that would, uh, that would definitely be great. Uh, uh, are you an optimist for for um, the world right now? Is with everything that's going on? Can you clarify optimists and in, in relation? Uh, to I what? mean, I mean, in relation to everything, because the, uh, and I ask this of everybody, and not necessarily related to Skill Builder Academy, but uh, uh, really in 
because the world is in such an uncertain place right now with mm-hmm. everything that's going on. And uh, we have such a, uh, I'm assuming you're in America, but your accent sounds more like Canada. Uh, yeah, I'm in Canada. Okay, you're in Canada. Uh, so it's a little different from you. So, but, and so it might not be as divisive up there, but I'm sure you're aware of what's going on down here with how mm-hmm. divided things are and how nasty the uh, political climate is. But yeah. beyond the political climate, everything with COVID and, uh, the economy and everything is just really uncertain. There's a lot of anxiety in the world. So I just like to get a perspective from every guest I have on, on whether they are optimistic for the world, for the future, or, or they are pessimists or are they on a realist frame of mind. Where are you? I probably a combination. I, I, I think that people, people are going to find that they're, they like a lot of people like working from home more and, that they're going to notice that they're wasting a lot less of their life uh, when they don't have to transit every day and they're getting to spend more time with their family. And I think remote work is probably going to become a lot more prevalent, even even if COVID goes away or we find a, a cure or vaccine or whatever it is, if, if we manage to deal with it more effectively. So I think the whole dynamic of work is going to completely change. I, I have no clue what the economic repercussions are going to be from all the businesses that are closing down and everything there. Uh, I, in terms of optimism, I, I think people are going to, I think some, somebody posted on uh, LinkedIn that this might be the, the age of the entrepreneur where people are going to fig- have to figure out what um, solutions to come up with. I, I think that with every problem that's introduced, it creates an opportunity to uh, come up with solutions to the problems. And that's exactly what COVID did. I, I created Skill Builder after COVID started a few right. months after so absolutely you know the word crisis comes from a japanese word that actually it has a double meaning one is you know a tragedy or a a traumatic event the other part of it is opportunity the other half of that is opportunity so in every crisis there is opportunity and uh there's no doubt covid has changed the world in a, a way that May created a lot of opportunity and is still creating a lot of opportunity. Uh, so, but I, I feel like if you're going to be an entrepreneur such as you are and you're going to start a new business, you almost have to be an optimist. But I had to ask you anyway to get some kind of because I'm keeping tabs on all the answers I get on this because it, it's, it's important for people to get per, different perspectives on a lot of people are really scared right now. I'm not an optimist, I'm a realist meaning I don't assume that everything is going to be uh, okay. Um, I, I, I look at I have an engineer's mentality, right? That's my, that's my background. So I look at, okay, what, what's the worst, what's the, the worst scenario? I, I try to plan for the worst. I try to achieve the best scenario. And what I, what I always try to do is one thing that a lot of people don't do, which will be very helpful for a lot of people is to try to focus on the positive, meaning it, it, when everything's going bad and there's a whole, uh, whole bunch of negative, negative things happening, if you focus on the positive aspects or try to figure out the positives and figure out how maybe you could take advantage of the positives and what you can do with it, or just be happy in the fact that, okay, um, I don't have as much money as I would like, but I have a family who I love and I, ha- I have... Uh, most things are going well. I'm healthy, hopefully. And if you focus, if you focus on the positives, which isn't being optimistic, it isn't being optimistic. It's just focusing on the positives. It tweaks your mindset to right. focus on positive instead of focusing on the negative. Right. It's being uh, having a solution based mindset rather than a problem f- yeah. based mindset. I dig it. I totally yeah. dig it. I get it. Uh, well, I, I appreciate your time here today. Uh, we do have to cut it a little bit short because I have more shows going on today. Yeah, than no that. problem. Thanks no. for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and feel free to come back anytime. Perfect. I appreciate it, Matt. Have a great day. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide 
when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by VaporDNA. Founded in 2013, VaporDNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code OrionQ. Jeff Sigmund, uh, you know, great stuff there. Uh, I think all of us would love to be able to cut down our learning time on new skills. If you're learning new skills, there are a lot of people I know who are pretty much complacent and not really learning. But if you're one of these people who are uh, constantly look to, looking to improve and learn new skills, uh, I think uh, he's come up with uh, potentially a very valuable and very uh, important uh, platform. Uh, I hope it gets utilized and I hope people will take advantage of it. I hope you enjoyed this program and got something out of it. And I hope you will uh, come back and tell your friends about it and get them to come back and subscribe and go to my YouTube channel and subscribe there and uh, go to my website, minddogtv.com and get on my mailing list so you know when we're going to have great guests on. Uh, patronize my sponsors, of course, and questions and comments for me, info at minddogtv.com info at minddogtv.com I'll be back at you in just a few minutes with another program so uh, you just sit tight there and uh, until then I'm Matt Napo for the Mind Dog TV podcast thanks for coming have a great day and bye for now